Okay, so my new dry robe has come through the post. Gideon Bright, being the legend that he is, has um, given my mum one as well. And she has no idea she's getting a dry robe. <laughs> so let's go and do the unboxing. But before all that, intro. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Graham Cullis Karma Card Project podcast, episode 29. Hello friends, family, and followers. We have got a juicy episode today. So from that little intro to the intro, I'm sure you're very excited to hear my mum's reaction when she gets given a dry robe for free. But that will be coming a little bit later on into the podcast, so keep listening. And trust me, you don't want to miss it. It is QAF. I'm assuming that you have already looked at the title of this podcast, so yeah, we have got a very special guest. Mr. Gideon Bright, the CEO and founder of Dry Robe. But before that, let's have a little catch up on my week. I told you briefly last week that I'm at Mummy and Daddy Carlis's house again. I um, call this place my launch pad <laughs> uh, because I come back here in between travel trips and destination trips and projects of uh, what I've got going on with the Karma Card project. And actually, it's given me a little bit of time, a little bit of an incubation period to get some stuff done with the back end of my art business. Um, as some of you know, I live solely off the donations from my Karma Card project and people donating towards my GoFundMe to run my projects of wellness and mental health around the world. And it's something that I realise now that I can't fully rely on because it's not a stable income. So yeah, I've grown up a little bit and I've decided to uh, get my website sorted out and start trying to sell some prints. And actually, I need to give my friend Ella Cook a big shout out. She is an amazing artist and someone that I met in Bali and I consider one of my mentors really. She's so inspirational to me and she, yeah, basically kicked my bum and uh, she's doing it as well. She's taking control of her own art business and she wants to set up stuff on her website for prints, etc. and start making more money from her art. And as I know she's such a good business person anyway, I just thought, oh, do you know what? I need to get on that train. And we're both keeping each other accountable, which is really nice. So thank you, Ella. I really appreciate you and I'm glad you're in my tribe uh, to help me progress. And to give her a little plug, if you want to check out her amazing digital art, and she does some amazing acrylic work as well, but right now she's in like a digital phase and she's making some amazing images, please check out her handles, Ella the Artist, on Instagram, which is underscore Ella the Artist, and Facebook, Ella the Artist. Check her out, follow her, join her community, and buy her prints. I'm actually really excited to get the website done, and it's been really fun actually learning all about it and getting the shop set up and putting my products up and learning about the basic website building on Shopify. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been really fun to get that skill set together and to celebrate once I do launch, I am going to be giving away some free prints. So I would love it if you could join my email list. I have a link in the description of this podcast. It's a link to all my socials and newsletter and email list etc just click that one link and it'll take you through and you'll see join my newsletter or join my email list or something like that um yeah please join that so as soon as i do that campaign you can be the first person to know and uh i will give you a free print of your choice and i'm, I'm going to be doing a collection of water and marine based art 
I'd say my strength in painting is painting water and a lot of my followers and collectors of my art really really like it so yeah that's why I decided to do a collection of those and sorry I have no idea when I'm gonna have this ready um, but just please keep checking back keep listening to the podcast because I'll keep you updated but yeah join my newsletter and you will be the first person to get hold of those limited free prints I'll be giving away And also on the website, I'm going to have my original art for sale. So um, I don't have that many at the moment. Um, I've sold most of my paintings. And I don't generally paint a lot, to be honest, because I'm doing so much else. So, yeah. But I will be doing a collection of paintings coming up very soon. And, yeah, they will be for sale. So, yeah, watch this space. Anyway, it's time for me to shut up talking all about myself and what I'm doing. I'm sure that some of the people here that have joined the podcast today are not here to hear about me. You're here because of the amazing Gideon Bright, CEO of Dryrobe. Um, but just to introduce the interview, um, first of all, I do need to say it was recorded in a very echoey office and, and their headquarters are a warehouse which is on the back of a huge Tesco's and the walls are paper thin, so you might hear some tannoy announcements every now and then, or a little bit of um, ambience from a busy Tesco store in Braunton. And for any of you newbies here today, um, I didn't really explain it fully um, how me and Gideon met, but um, basically the reason he collabed with me was because of the New York Dippers Club. I do kind of talk about it, but um, basically, essentially, the New York Dippers Club is one of my projects that I started which is a wellness project for the community it's a sea swimming group and uh, I went to New York for three months I started sea swimming and I invited people to come along and then sure enough they did and more and more people came every day and now it's a fully established sea swimming community doing it for their mental health on the beaches shoreline of New York City underneath the city in a lovely little beach community called Rockaway Beach just like the Ramones song um, yeah, so I obviously uh, wanted to get hold of Gideon and see if he wanted a piece of the action. And he did. Now, one more thing before we go into the interview. I actually kept the interview rolling after we'd finished the interview. And because that's something that I've learned about interview styles, that if you hit record right at the beginning before you even start the interview and you leave it rolling afterwards, you normally get good shit <laughs> either end. Um, and we did, actually. Because me and Gideon discussed something on the subject of marketing, which essentially is there's no such thing as bad publicity. Uh, You've heard that slogan before. And actually there is a hashtag which has kind of come about as a counter-revolution towards dry robe, which um, Gideon answered my question one way in the interview, but then went on to a deeper level after the interview had essentially ended. And actually, it really showed the amount of integrity this amazing human being and businessman has. And yeah, it was it, it was really nice to hear. And it made me kind of think and change my attitude slightly towards it as well. So on that note, I do need to add a little bit of a naughty language warning. Me and Gideon do use the W word a few times in this interview, and I use it a little bit at the end as well. Um, yeah, it's all to do with the hashtags, so yeah just giving you a little bit of a warning. So without further ado, here is my lovely little chat with the CEO and founder of Dryrobe, Gideon Bright. Um, 
and anything that we do talk about today, like, and is anything that comes up, and okay, and, and you're got like, that really wrong, yeah, yeah, or yeah, or if like you're like, actually, I don't want that to go in, yeah, you just let me know. Man, too you, nice. Yeah. You should have done the radio four interview yeah. for me because that was like brutal. How much did you make in that wedding? Oh. It's like what? <laughs> really? Yeah. They were probing you. Yeah, yeah, no, literally. Like, I I only want to put something out that's gonna be beneficial for both of us. Let me get my notes. Well, I don't right. think there's any weirdness that I'm dodging. Yeah, no. Alright, so 13 years ago, Gideon started a revolution in outdoor clothing forward slash equipment for the keen surfers with his iconic dry robe, eventually spreading like wildfire to all different disciplines in the outdoor sports and extreme activities. Dry robe now retail globally in multiple countries, including places you would not expect, like the shorelines of New York City, but we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit, won't we? <laughs> Gideon, welcome to the podcast, and Thanks. thank you very much for your time. Thanks very much. Nice to, nice to speak to you. Nice to meet you in person. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I stepped into your world back in October uh, last year, didn't I? Yeah. I, um, I, I sort of busted the doors down on your Instagram with a little video. Um, I mean, is, was that kind of unorthodox, is that approach? Or did you, have you had people do that before? I suppose I uh, get quite a few approaches from different people, but I, I'm quite active on social media anyway I like keeping my eyes on what's going on and, and so if something uh, you know if, if there's something that interesting to me I'll often dive down that rabbit hole and do a bit of exploring and see what's going on so yeah and it was in, it was interesting what you're up to yeah I mean like um, or just uh, just to give the audience a bit of context what I did is that I uh, I I pre-recorded a little video subtitled it stood on the stood on the the balcony of my friend's beachfront apartment in New York and told Gideon all about the New York Dippers Club, which is something that I've been uh, working on as one of my Karma Card projects over those, uh, last, uh, over those last few months from October up until January. Um, and yeah, and then uh, I asked Gideon if he wanted to get on board and chuck a dry robe my way and see if I could uh, spread the word about dry robe over in New York City. And it's done very well, actually, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was a nice... That- intro was nice because it's personal and it was um, you know it's not just a, a recorded one a video you know see what you're about see yeah you know, it felt quite personal and it's not something you're going to ignore is it and not respond to so yeah. it's a great approach well and, uh, also and, it's like you it, see a video come through and you're like the intrigue to have to open it and, and watch it it's, it's yeah. too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah it worked well oh thanks man uh, well, I'm glad it works because here we are today uh, in Braunton in your headquarters and this is the first time that I've uh, got to see it in real life and meet some of the people I've been emailing, so that's really cool. They're a good bunch here actually, that's what, you know, it's, uh, we've picked the people carefully as we've grown and uh, I think the few people that you've met you'll get that get that sort of uh, impression from, you know, we'll get on really, really well, it's not like a corporate feel here at all it's it's uh, the way we work is is nice and, and friendly and, and it's good fun you know you try to keep it fun because that's what's the point so hopefully you've got a bit of that vibe even though we're refurbing the office at the moment it's a bit chaotic but yeah well I got that vibe as soon as I like uh, opened the doors and two of them walked out to, to greet me and then when you came along I just got a a warm welcome it was like you know what do you expect from dry rope, I guess? <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, explain to the... Obviously, we just told everyone 
this is dry robe, but there might be some people that will be listening to my podcast now that don't know what a dry robe is. So if you could just explain to the audience what what a dry robe is. Yeah, it's a it's a sort of it looks like an oversized coat, but the point of it is that it's waterproof, windproof, and super warm, and it's got enough room that you can pull your arms inside it and get changed inside it fully. So you can pull wetsuits on and off, you can get your clothes on and off inside it while staying warm and dry. So for all those sort of car park changes for surfing or swimming or or, or whatever your sport, it's a, a sort of, uh, it changes the way that you can get changed and makes it a bit more of a pleasurable experience. Yeah, well, and it also came out of love and humble beginnings didn't it so like let's I guess let's talk about our mummies now because I can tell you about my mummy as well but I want to hear about yours she sounds like a legend I mean this wouldn't have been a thing if it weren't for her is that right yeah that's right yes she'd made me a present when I was about what's your mum's name 15 or 16 Anne hello Anne Anne. (laughs) (laughs) and uh, she lives just down the road actually so she lives in Croyd which is the the beach that I surf at and uh, yeah she made me this this sort of uh, it's like everyone used to have an elasticated neck sort of towel thing that they'd throw over their heads and sort of pop this thing over themselves and made out of toweling and um, or a lot of people used to have those so like this, yeah. this odd sort of thing that a lot of people's grandmas made yeah but, well I remember my dad had one at the beach quite a lot it was just a, just a towel with elasticated yeah thing. yeah and you pop it over your head and my mum just came up with the idea because it used to come back soaking wet and, yeah you know, but we'd, we'd use that and uh, she covered it in a waterproof material and Genius. gave me one of those and I thought yeah it's quite smart we, we all used it you know myself and my mates especially when it's freezing we get changed <laughs> using this thing and, and yeah what is it 30, 30 odd years later thought actually that's a pretty good idea yeah. why hasn't somebody done that did your mum make any for any of your mates uh, no, that was the only one that ever existed until right. I decided to try and do something with the idea. And I suppose that came about by looking at people started using towel robes, and I yeah. thought, well, nobody's done the waterproof yeah. version of that. That's uh, so yeah, that's what sort of set me on that path. Yeah, I mean, it's good ideas always come from my mums, don't they? And uh, <laughs> yeah, like I uh, I have to to respect my mummy quite a lot, Mummy Melita Cullis. I mean, she is great content, and uh, she really helps me. Do what I do in the world, and uh, yeah, like if I if it weren't for her, I don't think I'd have half my followers. <laughs> so yeah, you got to celebrate the mums, haven't you? Yeah. Um, we actually ain't saying that. My mum is actually in a competitor's brand at the moment. Well, what do you think about that? That's awful. There's something yeah, we need to sort be, out. Yeah. <laughs> well, she must be suffering. Yeah, <laughs> She's right. Suffering in some way or not feeling the right benefit. Exactly. Yeah. Must well, be sorted out. Yeah. She does love it though. But yeah, mum, we've got to sort you out. We've got to get you on the dry robe train. Well, let's talk about this. But time, time for a bit of a brag, I guess. I mean, but Rita Ora, Russell Brand, Harry Styles have all uh, adorned your your amazing jacket and yeah. I mean and it's even been in Vogue magazine I mean like so it's kind of like becoming more of like a, a fashion statement as well nowadays and what's what your take on that because one of my questions actually from uh, Whiskers Nuki actually uh, you know Whiskers the, the bar in Nuki do you think yeah, yeah yeah well I got a message through saying what do you think of people wearing them as coats um, I think it's all good you know I mean yeah. I I, it's it, it's quite fun to see. Yeah, you know, my kids actually 
sort of uh, notice the Harry Styles thing and, and uh, yeah. you know when we see them on the telly that, that's it's all good fun and, and yeah. you know there's been there's been different um, places where we, where we see them prop up you know we get asked about oh, why do people wear them to the supermarket why do people wear them on yeah. the school run and yeah. I think once you've just uh, you've seen how useful the thing is yeah. you know and, and it, it always lives in the car that's the reality yeah. so the, the times where you pull it out and think actually I'll just chuck the dry robe on you know? yeah. so it makes sense that you see them but yeah no it's fun on the celebrity stuff and of course uh, and spotting them on telly and, then, and there's also like a, a counter revolution which is kind of happening with it as well which is actually genius marketing now, like I said at the beginning of this, if you don't want anything to go into this podcast, let me know. But I do need to ask you this, just for my own personal thing, if anything. <laughs> Dry robe wanker, what is your take on that? That is funny. That started with... I mean, do you mind from, talking about that? I, I mean, it's not a term. I, you know, we're not yeah. going to hashtag it or yeah, anything. Yeah, I mean, what I is mean, your take on that? Because I personally think it's genius, like... But um, it wasn't instigated by no, us. So I didn't know. Where, where I didn't it came so. from, I where didn't it think came so. from, it was a. It's actually from the OCR, the Obstacle Course Racing bunch. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've been associated with them for a long time because it's a good fit for their sport. Yeah. Obviously, they're covered in mud and freezing cold yeah. all the time. So yeah, the dry ribs good things have. But yeah, you know, it came from. I think it's uh, part of the the joke came from the sort of bus wanker thing. Yeah. Yeah. In between us. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. and somebody just put that. And it's a hashtag that sort of caught on a bit, and you know we don't we don't really respond to it, no, we don't share no. it, but we look at it and it and we we have a laugh about it. The thing that it has done, which is uh, you know I get asked about you know dry rope wars and people's yeah. attitudes to dry rope, and I think it's. I mean, it's all good news yeah, for us, isn't it's, it? It's people nothing... talking about a brand that, you know, of we course. call it the most divisive, the Guardian called us the most divisive brand or the most divisive I read garment. that article. And, I mean, the exposure that it gave us yeah. is, is incredible. And you can't, um, you know, we couldn't, I couldn't have started that. No, no. You know, yeah. but... but because I know where it came from, and it's nothing, you know, there was nothing vindictive or nothing yeah. hateful behind it. It's just people recognising yeah. the brand, it's a popping up here and there. Well, there's a Facebook group, I don't even know, that's got 4,000 members. Did you know about that? Which one? Joe Wanker. No. <laughs> there's a Facebook group for 4,000 members. That's it's brilliant. brilliant. I, of course, immediately entered it yesterday to let people know that I'm having an interview with you if they want any questions. Didn't get any response. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, it's no such thing as bad publicity at the end of the day. And like you say, if uh, people are talking about your brand, that's incredible. And like, I just yeah, I, I think, just think it's brilliant. I mean, the, the community we've got sort of built around dry rope and, you know, we've been to, been in a lot of spaces, met a lot of people. Uh, we've been here, you know, quite a while yeah. now doing what we do. And there's a, a whole lot of good vibes there really we don't really run into anything that's that's negative about it you know no. so it, I think people if there's any misunderstanding about it it's people haven't got the joke yeah do you know no, what I mean yeah, exactly. I think they yeah. sort of go well, what's that mean and, yeah you know. <laughs> well a lot of people in New York might not know what that word means just say it's a naughty word and you can ask yeah. Auntie Google about that one <laughs> yeah I think it's just you know whenever I'm asked about it and in sort of other media or, or yeah. anything it's, it's a big just it's ask. just yeah, yeah yeah and I just think it's I'm so sorry I thought I'd be the first person to have a no no so. it's just uh, it's uh, yeah I think 
it's it's good fun. You know, yeah, it is good fun. Yeah. It's good fun, but probably something we won't ever be using the hashtag no, ourselves. No. Yeah. Of course, uh, yeah, for sure. more i could just tell <laughs> i quite enjoyed making that actually um yeah i couldn't help it i uh i wasn't sure if i was going to do a little clue to whose birthday it was uh if you're a fan of my podcast from season one you would know that i actually got quite into recording little musical clues to whose birthday it is today and if you're a newbie as well this is what I do. Halfway through the podcast, I stop, take a break, and I sing happy birthday to a celebrity on the day of the day the podcast is released. So every Wednesday, well, hoping it's going to be every Wednesday. I'll try. Maybe I'll do one on a Thursday just to throw it out one day. Who knows? But uh, it is Wednesday the 17th today, the date of the podcast dropping. And it is also the birthday of an Irish singer-songwriter and musician who has achieved worldwide recognition for her ethereal and atmospheric music. She was born in 1961 in County Donegal, Ireland and began her career as a member of the Celtic band Clannad before embarking on a successful solo career in the late 1980s. Her music is characterised by her distinctive vocals, layered harmonies and lush instrumentation, often incorporating elements of Irish Celtic music. She has released numerous critically acclaimed albums, has won four Grammy Awards, as well as an Academy Award nomination for her work on the soundtrack of the film The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. With over 80 million records sold worldwide, she is one of the best-selling musicians of all time. And, yes, you may have guessed it. And if you're um, a younger person watching this, you probably just recognised that from the the viral TikTok fail videos. <laughs> um, but today's birthday is none other than the fabulous, amazing Enya. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Enya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Enya. Thank you for your amazing contribution to the music of this world and pleasing our ears, your fabulous, iconic video art. I always remember that. Check out some of her videos on YouTube, guys. They're beautiful. And I hope your day is full of love, hugs, happiness, and cake. Listen to this, guys. A 
me shuffling and flicking through some merchandise that you could get your hands on. Um, I'm an artist and I have some prints and if you'd like to get hold of some prints for subscribing to my Patreon, uh, that would really help me out. I make this content and am fully supported at the moment until I get my website up and running <laughs> uh, by the generosity of you guys and um, yeah, and all the wellness projects that I do for the world, uh, like the New York Dippers Club and Youth Art Connect and various other projects that I sink my teeth into. Um, yeah, the Patreon helps me do that as a full-time job and I can't do it without you and thank you so much for the people that are supporting um, so yeah all I'm asking for is literally for you to throughout your month just pick one day that you might want to just not have or to have one less coffee and cake or one less pint of beer or one glass of wine so literally just like you can still have seven glasses of wine just not eight on one Saturday night <laughs> uh, does that make sense um, but yeah so once a month all I'm asking for is that price uh, to support me and my content um, collectively if I get enough people then I can make it fully sustainable and I can actually grow this and improve the content as well and get it further out there to try and help more people um, yeah so if you could do that for me, that'd be amazing. Go to patreon.com forward slash Art and sign up to my Karma Card project today where I will send you 12 gift cards in the post, which are my paintings prints, prints of my paintings. Uh, they're blank inside. You write a little letter of love to someone inside them and you send them on as random acts of kindness, which is a beautiful thing to do. And uh, Yeah, and it helps you spread some love and positivity around the world and also helps me do what I do. So win-win, Karma Card Project, yes. Um, and also, I did mention last week, there's going to be a bit of a change going to the Karma Cards. Um, I've already changed it that people will be receiving 12 every year rather than 6 every 6 months. Um, but it's going to be the Calendar Club this time. So, um, yeah, maybe go back to the last episode to hear about that. Oh, I'll tell you now. Basically, I'm going to assign a month to each card. So one will be a January card, one will be a February, March, and so on. Uh, within your pack of cards, you'll get a little calendar you can stick on the wall with the pictures of the prints of which order to send the the of which order to send the cards in. And it's like a little prompt to basically reach out and connect to someone each month um, with a nice random act of kindness. Uh, yeah, so the Karma Calendar. It's going to be epic. I can't wait. Um, and loads of other new things happening on that as well. So excited. So if you can, please support me on patreon.com forward slash Art. And I do understand that also that it's tight right now and not everyone can commit to a monthly outgoing. So I also have a GoFundMe, which is gofundme.com forward slash Cullis. All right. And all the links are in the description. And again, if you want to join my newsletter, like I said at the beginning, You'll be the first to hear about when I give away my prints for free. Anyway, back on with the interview. Well, okay, well, obviously, like, you've had some, like, big names and celebrities wearing it, and, yeah, it's been in Vogue magazine. It's, it's absolutely, like I said at the beginning, it's taken off like wildfire. What is, one thing I, I saw in one of your interviews, I'm not sure where I saw it, it might be on your website, actually, but you said something on the lines of, at Dryrobe, every day feels new, because you see it pop up in different places and different places you don't expect and like it's like every day is fresh I love that yeah it's, it's 
a fun business to be in because the, it crosses over into so many different spaces. Yeah. That you know, we are a lot of our um, challenges come from. We get a lot of people saying, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Would you like to get involved? And they all look like fantastic opportunities, and they are. You know, I, we love that promoting yeah. people getting outside and, and you know enjoying outdoors. But it's uh, so the the challenge becomes picking what you say yes to because yeah, everything you right. say yes to, you're saying no to X amount of other things. Sure, because you just haven't got the bandwidth, you haven't got the time to yeah. do it. So it is that really picking and choosing how we spend our time and, sure. and you know it's difficult well difficult hear that choice. listeners we are super honoured to have Gideon give us a bit of time here because he is a busy man no for me it's like you know you're out there doing good stuff thank you getting people in the water you're helping them you know the, I won't go too much into the sort of the science and the and that side of things, I know it's definitely your interest. It, it, you know that sort of mental health side of things as well, which it is a there's a huge benefit to people, which is is recognised. But you know, on a, just a basic level, out there meeting people mm. and and uh, encouraging people, it, it's not an easy thing to do. No, you know that making a connection with somebody is a hard thing to do. I think. Yeah. You know, it takes your time. It takes effort. It takes interest. Yeah. And and it's that's the good stuff. You know, for yeah. me, that's the good stuff. That's the bit I really enjoyed. The first few years when it's me in in a in a shed and yeah. me in the van, taking it to meet people and going, "This is what dry ribs all about." You yeah. Know, and this is why it makes it better. And the fun that comes from that. Yeah. I, that's why I like seeding and helping those people that are doing stuff out there because I just think it, you know, yeah, it shows off the dry rope and oh, it's smart because it helps people get them on their backs. Yeah. But it's just doing the right stuff. Yeah. You know, at the right level as well. It's like you try and do that from a corporate sort of advertising thing. Sure. People say, oh, I don't want to be sold to. But if you actually show them the difference it makes. Well, you've got the Warmth Project and you've yeah. got a, a, a massive list of people that you've been helping, like the RNLI, which is fairly new this year, isn't it? The yeah, yeah, it's a new relationship. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that sprung up, like most things, from you know their members uh, and staff saying that we use this product. It's a yeah. fantastic bit of kit and... Um, you know, we've had literally stories of people going, "Oh my yeah. God, this drive saved somebody's life." Just for the, to give people context, that people don't know what the R L R N. Oh my God, R N L I. The I can't say it. The R N L I is the Royal and National Lifeboat Institution. It's one of our oldest charities in the UK, isn't it? Right? Yeah, but one. Uh, it's very respected. Uh, very respected organisation as well with some just incredible people working in it you know saving lives yeah amazing and then you've also got the Wave Project as well like they're they're incredible they're doing some great things around the country to help people with special needs get into the water and have access yep. so. met, met them locally so they uh, a part of that operation run out of Croyd which is our local beach and uh, yeah really good work and then the list goes on. You've got Surface Not Street Children, Two Minutes, Two Minute Round Action, Comic Relief, and then a Walk on Water in Malibu as well. So that's another thing as well. Like Malibu, you wouldn't expect a, a place of, of that temperature to have a need for dry robes, but I guess like it's all about putting your brand in the right place and then making a 
Well, it's just we tend to follow where there's something natural happening anyway, some natural interest, you know. Uh, lots, lots of places that you wouldn't expect it. Uh, still have the chilly mornings and the, yeah. you know often the best surf or the best conditions the first thing in the morning last thing at night you know, why are you going to want to stay warm anyway exactly, if your yeah. life can be more comfortable why not why not yeah. exactly well it seems to me what you've done here is you've you've created a purpose for your life like a, it's a purpose purposeful and inspiring brand and one of the things I take my hat off to you for mostly with this product is that it's actually giving people access to it's making it's making the outdoors more accessible to people by having these products you know um and yeah like it's helping people it's helping save people's lives in all different kinds of ways whether it's keeping them away from the elements but mentally as well like with what we're doing in new york uh, for the new york dippers club it's been absolutely incredible to see the community come together and people come along and and experience uh, something like this which is changing their lives and yeah, it's been it's been a beautiful journey, and I imagine like there's lots of groups around the UK now that um, you've kind of helped get going with this. I just think it so yeah, it's nice to be a part of those and to see those stories and those things developing, you know, and those little pockets of communities of people coming together and doing something that makes them laugh because it feels stupid and kind of crazy yeah. what you're doing you know who else jumps in the water at six six yeah. in the morning before they go to work and yeah. you know all those just the fun stuff you know the fun stuff this isn't about going to work and doing something you're not into this is about doing something for yourself and and to be a part of that and see it you know we just get insight into some of these fantastic little stories that are going on you know the guys happy pair in in, in ireland what a fantastic setup yeah. that is and yeah so it's just and to be approached by people who are doing things like that and say actually i think you know if you could get involved in some way and they're just things i just jump at you know yeah. i'll often just see something on social or, or be approached by somebody or one of the teams say have you seen this and we yeah go, Christ, this would be fantastic to be involved with yeah you know, so it's a really nice yeah good good fun thing something i couldn't have foreseen for it yeah. You know, I remember making the first couple and thinking, well, would anyone wear this? You know, wearing yeah. it, wearing it out, thinking this is kind of a crazy outfit. Yeah. And we took actually a lot of stick at, at the start. You yeah, know, I did. People said, "What the hell's that?" Yeah, you tried some prototypes, that? didn't you? You went out and people were giving yeah, you funny yeah, looks. Yeah, uh, and you know, when I put them up, up for, put the first ones for sale, and people were saying, "How much for a you know for yeah. a change robe?" Oh, we don't need that. You know, but actually, so was there just, a moment when you were like, "Oh, is this going to work?" Oh yeah, at the start, I had no idea. You know, it, the idea was uh, from just to just to do something with, you know, something for myself, uh, and come up with the best idea I could come up with. Yeah, and even if it was half, yeah, <laughs> it was already there. Well, and then you, just try, so, you know, and just try and see what see what could happen, and. Uh, yeah, we've got something that actually does make a difference. Uh, I think I really noticed it with kids as well, made kids' sizes, and you see the difference that makes. I suppose yeah. it's because I have kids. 
you know, yeah. take them down the beach, and as soon as they're cold, it's game over. Yeah. But actually, you chuck a dry rig on them, they don't want to go back in the car. They want to stay and run around in that. Yeah, and have right. Fun and, and you can, you know, get them out of their wet kit. They're dry. Yeah. It, it, it makes a lot of difference to that sort of lifestyle in this, especially in this climate. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can definitely tell that you are passionate about what you do, and it is. It is really impressive what you have done over these last couple of years what, what were you doing before dry rope if you don't mind me asking what was uh all sorts really yeah. learning learning <laughs> yeah learning i did um i did some graphic design my dad was a graphic designer okay. and an artist and uh, so i did graphic design um and then i did a little bit of time a uh, film came down blue juice a surfing film came down to where i was living in in st ives in cornwall and i was an extra on that oh really is that the one yeah. with Catherine zeta don't yes oh yeah. she is a, such a babe in that movie and it was filmed in millock wasn't it in the little it was, hut it was all around all yeah all around where i live so it was it's such it was a great a, movie you guys yeah. gotta watch that okay i'll put it in the show notes blue juice Catherine zeta jones oh my gosh yeah it was good fun <laughs> and uh and then I ended up helping one of the location managers on that and going into the film business for a bit. It's sort of 15 years up in London in the film business doing pop videos and oh, really? things like that. And then, um, yeah, and then had when kids arrived, I sort of thought, well, I don't want to be in, you know, I need to be back somewhere yeah, sure. where, you, where you want to bring kids up. And uh, that brought me back down here. And then I started thinking, wow, what am I going to do for a living? Mm -hmm. Sort of came up with the best idea I could think of at the time yeah sort one of that developed didn't lay in dormant yeah. for a while yeah. yeah yeah that's amazing isn't it like sometimes like ideas are just not ready to be developed at that time you know and you know uh, yeah sometimes if you don't take action on an idea maybe it's not just it's, it's not just because you don't want to do it it's just that it's not ready so yeah, yeah like you you're not ready or, or the timing exactly. isn't right and yes yeah, and I'm sure like through your experience with working in the pop industry like you've uh, learned a lot of valuable lessons which you can take into this business so I think the thing I learned in London was um, you know I worked hard up there and I yeah. thought god if I put this much energy into something that's mine yeah. something that <laughs> surely it couldn't it couldn't fail, you know, if I put this much effort in, this much time, this much focus into something that's, yeah, that I'm doing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think you've got you to be passionate about something to, to put that in. For sure. You know, and it, otherwise it's not sustainable, yeah. is it? No, I totally, totally can relate to that with what I'm doing as well. Because, like, sometimes there's moments where I'm like, oh, do you know what, should I just become a commissioned artist and just step away from all of the content and the wellness that I'm trying to promote and um, because like I've seen like you know the, the ups and downs especially with what's going on in the world right now and uh, it's it's been it's been trying um, but I, and uh, but yeah if you just hold on I think you know and you've got that passion it's just gonna it's gonna get better and every day like you say it's new something around the corner just, just comes you, yeah. you don't expect it and I'm and I kind of reframe my mind to to get excited about the possibility of the unknown and then when especially when I'm in those moments where I'm thinking oh, it's not going anywhere I'm a bit down or depressed I just try and visualize there's something out there that I don't know what is about to come around the corner might yeah, be a couple of months it might be tomorrow you don't know just, and just get excited for that possibility yeah one thing I've noticed as well through this journey is that you don't if you're not on a mission you can't have any 
good thing, good luck, really. You yeah. don't notice the good luck or the good opportunities when they're when you're there. Yeah. You know? And and if you're if you're on a mission and you and you know where you want to go and and there's some direction, you know, something will happen that you go, God, this is an opportunity. I've got to, yeah. you know, I've got to do this. Yeah. Want to want to jump on it. Uh, but if yeah, you need to sort of have that yeah set on a path to to know when to spot the opportunities I think that's it well I've got one more question actually from um, Enchantress Shane Coleman and uh, I would like and she's actually from the New York Dippers Club right. uh, and she asked this what's the favourite risk he took with his company or in business your favourite risk favourite wow. favourite I mean what's the one risk it was right at the start actually I had a little well, I had some money out of, I had a panic, okay, in my, I had the, the kids were born, I had, uh, I had my home and I had a couple of holiday homes that I'd sort of got as I was, uh, as I was working in London and I'd got, you know, sort of, uh, how do I talk about this? Sorry, I might just revisit this. It's a, it's a funny question, isn't it? Yeah, actually. Like, it what's your favourite like, risk? Because yeah. like it's like it's like oh like uh, there's risks I have to take and I'm, I'm, I'm I like that one better than the other one. <laughs> like, yeah. So what? What's, it could be what's the risk that most proud of? I suppose in a way. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. trying to think of it. Yeah, like, I mean, just answer it that yeah. way, I guess. Like, what is okay? What is the? Okay, let's let's reframe Shane's question. So what? Is your most significant risk that you would like to reflect on? Um, yeah, there are. There's been a couple over over time, you know. Uh, that, and I think one of the big risks at the, initially was just committing to to this as a journey. Um, but I can't say it was an all-in risk. You know, it was. I was still doing a little bit of website design, and I was doing, uh, you know, other little jobs to, to sort of keep things coming in, keep the money coming in to sort of feed the kids, and and it, it developed. But there was a, a point where I had to order some stock, and you know, was I going to get the money back? Was this going to work? And and uh, it was sort of committing to committing to it and going right well if i if i'm going to do this it's got to be all in and i remember spending long hours trying to because i built the first version of the website and you know spending a lot of time uh, it was initially beside my bed in a cupboard where, <laughs> where i did this work on the computer you know get the kids to bed and then work on really late and and uh, it felt like a lot of risk, those sort of first few orders, really, because um, I could have put the little bit of money that I had against a mortgage, which everyone was telling me was the smart thing to do, pay down your debt, don't, you know, uh, yeah. and, and go and get a good job. That's the yeah. sort of uh, advice I was getting from people I was talking around, but I sort of had a hope in it yeah. that this would work. And so that felt like a big risky time. And then I, I think, you know, hiring the first people to yeah. help as well. I felt quite responsible there if if things didn't work and, you know, I'm giving somebody sure. a job. How does that? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? 
So, uh, you know, and now sort of... And this is all the pressures you have from being a CEO of a company. You know, you have other people you have to think about as well. Yeah, yeah, you do. You, you know, it's not just uh, your livelihood on the yeah. line. You've got a lot of people there that, uh, yeah, and that then you've you, picked as well. Yeah. And you've got relationships with those people. You know, sure. So you spend a lot of time with them. Yeah, well, um, well done. <laughs> You're doing a marvellous job. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for... for so it. far, so far. Still on a, you know, yeah. still well, a journey. Well, actually, that was, that was like my last question, I guess. Um, what is your future? What is your vision of the future for Dry Road? Where do you want to see it go next? Or what Have you got any, like, um, what's the word? Plans or yeah, aspirations? Any, se- so, any so, secret stuff you can, you can exclusively give us right now on the podcast? I just <laughs> think we're going to stick doing what we do, which is, yeah. you know... This dry rope is is um, I'm very proud of it, and I think there's a, a lot of people that can benefit from it. So it's exposing it or um, making those people that I think it will make life better for understand what it's about and what it yeah. is. And uh, so I think you know taking it internationally more than it is at the moment. I know we're spreading and we've got a lot of interest in different places, but following up on that interest in the right way and educating people around the benefits of, of dry rope, um, that's definitely, that's definitely sure. that. Uh, and then I suppose expanding on the product range a, a little bit. Yeah. But I like the idea of, you know, we're, we're like the sort of Coca-Cola or WD-40, you know, we do one thing, do yeah. it really well, be sure. the best at it. And, and that's what we do and that's what we've been known for you know the name of the product is the name of the brand and, yeah. and you know so it makes sense sense to stay focused on that and there's a big world out there yeah there you know, is uh, yeah so that's that's the plan dry rubs taking over well I mean like have you thought as well about going into like more arts and creative sides as well like uh, maybe a dry robe that's good for someone that's painting I don't know if you saw the other day I got splattered by loads of children wearing the dry robe yeah yeah I did (laughs) yeah Yeah, they get used for a lot I mean I like all the collabs I like exploring collabs as well you know so if there are spaces and places that it goes and gets used and somebody's in that place yeah you know, I like exploring well I'm off to Bali soon so let's talk about a nice towel robe that I can take with me maybe two one to get paint on and one to to, to mop up after the surf how about that Bali <laughs> you should be looking at dry robe light so, oh yeah 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 we've got a new a lightweight super packable super transportable version oh. as well okay yeah. it's a bit pricey but it was driven and asked for by uh, triathletes primarily because okay. they do a lot of travelling a lot of uh, yeah maybe well, have I'll, a peek at that yeah well I'm sure I could <laughs> rep that for you then Gideon if you want <laughs> alright well thank you so much um, it's yeah it's been amazing chatting and I know you're very busy and I know that you had to take time out your day for this and yeah, really appreciate it. This is second season of the podcast at like the beginnings, and I'm hoping to get some more guests that are of equal caliber to you. That if you've got anyone you want to sling my way, you know that I might want to talk on my podcast about all this kind of thing, and then I'd love to have them. Um, but yeah, thank you, man. Ah, thanks for having me. Good yeah. to speak to you. So at this point, the interview has ended, but I kept the recording going, and yeah, have a listen to what happens. Oh yeah, also, don't forget, my mum's reaction to her free dry robe from Gideon is just after this. <laughs> well, man, honestly, smash that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs>
Give them like, a yes, yeah, Give yeah. Like, so, I mean, like I said, if um, and if like the whole dry road wanker thing like doesn't have to go in if you don't want it to. Yeah, it's because like, I know like, I just want I the only bit I don't like about it is giving it legs because yeah, um, and it, I it all all um, publicity is good publicity. Yeah, but. You know, a lot of this for me is about kids as well. Yeah. I like having the kids involved. You know, sure. I love my, you know, my boy who's off school today, he'll be, he's playing the Xbox and then yeah. it hurts your heart. Yeah. You know, and I just, I love uh, what we do. I love promoting it. I love the, the, seeing the people in dry robes that inspire the kids to get yeah. in dry robes and go out and do this stuff. You know, Cotty's fantastic ambassador. Yeah. And, they, and it gets gets kids on the beach. And then if there's a bit of it, you can't really talk about yeah. it. Or go, oh yeah, that's a bit dodgy. It's automatically people's eyes go a bit to it and go, oh yeah. And it has got a bit of, it can have a bit of a negative yeah. um, effect on it. And, you know, and so Mikey's going, what's that then? Yeah, that, right, you know, of and course. And you go, oh, well, it's just some guy's being silly. I know the story, because it yeah. was just, a, you know, the guy going, bus break, you know, yeah, 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 it's funny. And, uh, you know, but I suppose I never, I'm not a sweary kind of bloke anyway, yeah. so I just don't really, you know, it's not... But uh, it's part of the world, yeah. isn't it? So, but it's not something I promote or try to give. You know, plus there's a, there's another one as well. There's the um, inappropriate dry robe thing where people are pictured. They, there was a couple of accounts set up of people taking pictures of people using dry robes in places that you wouldn't expect. And yeah. Thought, hey, that's quite fun. But yeah. You realised actually they're doing a bit of like shaming of people oh, and going, right. oh, you know. Yeah, and like, you go, it's a bit, a bit like kook of the day kind of. Yeah, yeah, setup. exactly yeah. that. And you go, hang on a minute. We so you know take our hashtag off that. We yeah, want, you know we don't want to be involved in that. Sure. So yeah, anything that see I see as a bit of slight could be negative. Mm-hmm. I tend to take the focus off it. Yeah. Focus on good stuff. So it's uh, you know, but if you want to put it in there, it's, you know it's what? funny. What you just said then is a really good answer and that's that's honest and vulnerable yeah. you know and people like that and you know and also yeah like I say it's, it's, it is fun at the same time but at the same time you've got to yeah, look at both sides is there's the you want your brand to be accessible to everyone and if you're yeah. saying stuff like that and or at least encouraging it it's gonna really yeah affect. I suppose the thing is it can be interpreted the wrong way it's like anything yeah. sort of out of context if it's your first exposure to the brand is seeing that you go well, what's that about you don't know the humor behind it but it also if you, you think well i'm not putting my kids in that you know yeah because what's that about and you just sort of switch off to it a bit i like yeah. focus on the good stuff and yeah. try to it just not shine a light on negatives yeah. or something that could be negative we've got so much good stuff going on that you just of course yeah it's funny that stuff. isn't it like media will pick up on the negatives so much more don't they oh that story about dry road wars and uh, you know in they put up some signs in Ireland saying oh you know we don't want any dry road types here yeah right and, you, and it gets a lot of press and publicity which is that's all good but you still go what's that about yeah you know, there's a lot of guys out in Ireland that are people, just loving the product. People are funny, aren't they? Yeah, funny, the strange and wonderful at the same time. Yeah. The blooming human race, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, honestly, like that was that was great. Oh, and, good uh, stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for that.
Gideon Bright, everybody. And what an inspirational human being that man is. And well done, boss, for everything you have achieved with Dry Robe and your globalization of an amazing jacket. Yes, I am a Dry Robe wanker. I will wear my dry robes to the shops if it's a little bit chilly outside. I won't take it off on the bus, even if it is a half an hour journey. I might even snuggle up on the sofa with it and watch a movie, because it is very cosy. And I'll probably wear it in countless inappropriate situations. I'm an out and proud, massive dry robe wanker. And lastly, if you do want a dry robe, please go to my affiliate link in the description. I will receive a small commission that will go straight back into this podcast. Yes. Here's my mum receiving her dry robe. So I got a box from uh, Gideon Bright and Richard Operations. Thank you very much for sorting that out. Mummy Melita Cullis here is going to uh, robe me like a king. She's going to robe me. She's going to put my dry robe on me. Be careful, don't actually break the dry robe with the scissors. Forest Green Ooh. limited edition dry robe. Limited edition. Yeah. Right. Okay. Stand in front. Let me throw. In, let me robe you. Robe, mummy. So you're not Ooh. sponsored by Dry Robe, mum. Wonderful. Ready? There we go. Oh my word! I'm gonna take this tomorrow. It'll have his first outing tomorrow. There you go. Spin around. Wee, lovely. Oh, love it. Yes. Look at that. Dry robe crew. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah. Woohoo. Do you love your dry robe? Oh, I do. Thank you so much. Say thank you, Gideon and dry robe team. Thank you. Thank you. What? <laughs> thank you, Gideon, and to the dry robe team. Thank you, Gideon, for our dry robes, and thank you to the team for posting it to us. Woohoo! Yeah, Mum is now sponsored by Dry Robe. If you would like to get a dry robe, go to the link in the description of the podcast and use my affiliate code. <gasps> Mummy's now going to be pushing the affiliate code too. What's that mean? You're going to get everyone to buy dry robes in the village. Oh, there we go. Give it a go. <laughs> you! Oh, my word! Get a whole load of pebbles in the pockets, they're huge. <laughs> I wear it to church sometimes. <laughs> 